All right, everyone. This is John and Constance Stoutinger with JCX Fishing. Um, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about the first BASS Northern Open. Um, we're going to have a, a guest or two on here, um, one a local guy to the James River area. And uh, one of our favorite friends. <laughs> yeah, Worm, a.k.a. Cookie Master. <laughs> yeah, we finally got to meet up down in uh, Virginia. Um Great guy, um, love talking to him, love talking fishing, and Constance likes, enjoys talking cookies. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to bring him on right now. We're not going to hold off, all right? All right. There he is. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Hope you all are doing well. Uh, we're doing good. We're back home. Uh, we're relatively uh, recovered. Uh, you know, we had a nice trip down there and back. Um, got to see some parts of Virginia that I don't really care to see and some uh, sites at the uh, weigh-in that weren't very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> we, call that, we call those clown camel toes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, anyone out there wants to uh, see, go ahead and take a look at what we're talking about. On day one, there are some uh, photos of uh, different shots, I'll call them, uh, from the James River. Go ahead and check them out. It's about two thirds of the way through, and uh, that's the real cookie monster. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that thing will eat yeah. anything in a hand basket. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I heard this. Like <laughs> What's that? I felt like I was at the wrong place. So. Yeah, you thought you were back down to your camp, huh? That's it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, but anyways, uh, yeah, bit? you can do whatever you want. I usually do. All right. So, uh, happy wife, happy well, life. There you go. Amen. Um, yeah, she wasn't real happy down in Virginia when we got there. She uh, had a little uh, incident with the oven. Well, I didn't have an incident. It was just a stupid oven. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why hey, don't feel bad. I had an incident too with my oven. So, because uh, we actually, one of my good friend of mine, he actually let me borrow his camper for the week, and uh, he's never used the he's never used the uh, the gas uh, oven before, and he didn't even know anything else. So we had an episode probably for like fifteen minutes with three grown men trying to figure out how to start this damn grill. Let me tell you something. Oh I was God. like, it's gonna blow. It's gonna blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh jeepers. You should have said, hey Scott, check this out, man. I'll be I gotta go check out something on my truck. <laughs> you know, you know, Scott was there holding the flashlight. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so if everybody thinks these trips are all serious, you're not they're not. <laughs> oh, they're not serious at all. I mean, they're serious from like fishing from like blast off to after weigh in and then the rest of the time you're gearing tackle and it's all fun and games, you're hanging out, you're 
you know, you're meeting and greeting, you're talking to some people and you're just, you know, you're kind of laid back enjoying yourself. You're kind of out of the routine of the, the day in, day out ordeal. So, yeah. Uh, it was a exactly. good time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the most important part. I, I always tell John that too. Just have fun. I mean, yeah. a bad day on the water is better than a good day at the office. So, I mean, can't really yeah. get too hard about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But, so yeah. We, uh, we enjoyed it. Um, we had a spot that was about 10 minutes away from the ramp, mm -hmm. which, which made it real nice to us for us. Um, but outside of that, it was a good time. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, we finally got to meet you and yeah. Scott. Finally. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, of course, GPS took us halfway around. I think it took us through Maryland and then hit the Carolinas yeah. a little bit on the way to see you guys. But yeah. Yeah. Lucky it didn't take you across the ferry. Right. Oh, I think gosh. it may have wanted us to, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh we met up with him and uh, we talked to him for a little bit before we had to get back and you know had a couple things going on there with a gas crunch crisis, whatever we want to call it. So oh, yeah. it's kind of the scary. I thought they were going to cancel and send everybody home. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I thought the same thing as well, but you know we were talking in our house uh, with Justin and Sharon you know, a couple guys that I stayed with and, uh, you know, you have to leave some responsibility on the anglers. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they, if they want to run down to the Chickahominy and take the chance of not having gas or not doing their homework, um, and trying to set something up, you know, you got to leave yeah. that, leave some of the responsibility on them. It's not fair to everybody in the uh, field that, that spent a week or so there, spent all that money and then just say, okay, we're not having it because there might not be gas. Yeah, well, another thing too. You're, am I echoing really bad? No, not. I don't, is he echoing? No, it's a little jumpy, but not echoing. Are we echoing on you? Well, I can hear myself talking. I hate that. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, it's not. It's not coming through that way. <laughs> okay. Well, never mind. Then I'll just deal, disregard that. But anyhow, you know, back to the gas situation is like you know most like seventy percent of the field was actually running an hour, hour and 15 minutes from takeoff. So, you know, I was kind of, I was like, all right. So, you know, I kind of played that as kind of my, at my advantage because where I, where I practice at, um, you know, it was only like 30 minutes from takeoff. You know, I was kind of fishing mid river area and I've been, I've been doing my, my homework since about January, you know, up there. And, you know, I, I, I found a lot of isolated stuff that was off the bank. I wasn't fishing cypress trees or anything else, you know, so, um, and it, it paid off day one, you know, and, uh, I was, and I left the fish biting when I left out of there with the same okay. kind of situation, you know what I mean? So in day two, uh, it, it kind of backfired on me a little bit because I knew we had a North wind on day one and it was blowing the water out, but it wasn't going, you know, it wasn't coming back in. It was coming back in, but it wasn't coming back in at a rate where, where I'm at that it, it really didn't affect my my fishing so on day two the wind we got to my spot and it was almost almost like high tide but that water the north wind blew that water out by i'm gonna say 9 30 10 o'clock okay and it just kept falling and falling and i'm sitting there going oh shit i'm in trouble excuse my language <laughs> but uh, that's okay <laughs> at 11 o'clock i mean i caught my i caught one keeper at i don't think it was like 10 o'clock or something like that and then 
it seemed like all my stuff that I had found in practice, every bit of it, all my offshore stuff, my stumps, my laydowns, my Christmas trees, all the above, it pretty much dried up. I mean, it was physical. I can physically see it. There was no water. I mean, literally that much water on it. So, and then oh, I had to, uh, then I had to play an audible and just go junk fishing. So okay. at that point I got spun out a little bit and, um, my, I, I was able to put my co-wing on three fish. So he was actually able to weigh, uh, eight and a half, pounds, I believe. And I had one three and a half pounder for day two. And cause my fish that I was fishing, you know, I was, everything I had set up on the deck was pretty much for offshore fishing for what I was fishing. And, uh, I, I they just, they weren't there and I couldn't find them in the general area. So I don't know what happened to them, how far they moved out, if they moved further in or what have you, but you know, day two, that's where I kind of, I screwed the pooch as they call it. So, yeah. Well, we all, we all go through that and, um, yeah. have but issues that way. Like, but I promise you one thing, if that tide would have came in as they projected at 11 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? At 12 o'clock, it would have reached my area. And it would have been lights out. I would have had, you know, I would have been perfectly okay. But that Good. north wind really screwed, screwed me on this one. But it is what okay. it is. Um, no excuses. I'm, you know, I didn't adjust accordingly. And, hey, everybody's, nobody's perfect. So that's, that's right. why I'm in the opens and I'm not on the elite status. So uh, Give it time. Give it time. You'll be there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, let's try to let's try to follow up uh, with a really good on night on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and y'all boys um, are gonna have y'all boys are gonna probably put a whooping on my tail because you know I live here in the <laughs> south. I think I caught maybe six smallmouth in my entire life. So you know, and I and I hate offshore fishing like in like six foot seas. So I'm gonna have to adjust to that one for sure. So, yeah. Well, the good thing about a night is I think it's maxed up as thirty feet. Uh huh. So you're all right there, man. But um, like for me on day one. You know, I, I, I was very confident going in. Um, I went down there. I, I did. I started my research when they put the schedule out because, you know, I'd been to the Thousand Islands or St. Lawrence River. Um, and I'd been to Oneida a couple times. Um, and uh, I was very confident with those waters. So I, I concentrated more of my research on the James because I'd never been there. You know, I'd only fished tidal water once, and that was a couple years ago down at the uh, Potomac. And... You know, one of the things I do going into these is um, try to learn as much as I can. You as well. Oh, yeah. And even though you're local to that area, there's always a lot to learn. Yep. And, yeah. you know, one of the thing, hardest things to do for um, any tournament is be a local guy and win it. You know, it is. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, man. I mean, I had, yeah. but, you know, the, the thing is that I'd done a lot of homework prior to that, you know. I mean, back in January, I had caught, you know, two 10-pounders. I caught multiple nines, multiple five, six-pounders, you know what I'm saying, January, February, and dead winter time. And um, I, I was like, okay. So I started following the migration of the fish, and, you know, I, I knew where they were staging. I mean, I was, the area I was fishing uh, was pretty much, you know, at, at the mouth of some of these larger creeks, and I was catching post-spawners and pre-spawners coming in and going. So it was a third way from, you know, from the spawning grounds. And uh, I thought I was on to some on to some juice, you know. Yeah. So, but anyhow, I just uh, it just didn't happen like I needed to. But anyhow, you learn from it and move on. Yeah. So you had a a, a pretty good first day. Um, it's because those cookies, I'm telling you. It is cookies. That's right. It's for damn sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, we I joke with our brother cookies and stuff like that, but they are good. Um, oh yeah. 
But especially <laughs> when you gave me those special cookies you gave me that, that morning as you were standing there looking like a homeless guy, you know, <laughs> for, uh, looking for a couple dollars to, to go fishing. And, uh, you know, those cookies right there were the bomb. I think they didn't even make it past blast off. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> they were delicious. So. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should. Have, you should have saw me the the on day two. I was curled. I I was leaning against my backpack, taking a nap, waiting for my boater because he wasn't going to be be there till five thirty. And I got there a little at you know around four twenty or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I just you know, dude, I'm tired, man. I'm I'm taking advantage of this. But, yeah. Well, you know, that's one thing I always tell my my co angler. I was like, I would rather get there early earlier than most people. Oh yeah get launched in the water and go float around and talk shit and just kind of, you know, get, get comfortable with the person in the boat, kind of maybe set some parameters or, past or you know what I'm saying? Just kind of in right. casual conversation without being a dickhead is actually just kind of, you know, just break the, the I guess the animosity or, you know, the tension as meeting yeah. a new for first. But luckily for me on day one, I actually fished one of the guys, I fished with one of the locals here and we fished in tournaments together you know, just about every weekend, you know, he's another boater. So okay. the, that awkwardness was gone, but I had the awkwardness of showing him my juice of where I fish at. So, you know, I was uh, kind of you know, playing it maybe a little safe, I think, but, and then I jacked 15 pounds and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, but on the first day, um, you had a good good day. Um, you said you were fishing offshore, or yeah, just I was fishing different off, things. Probably fishing okay. uh, sixty or seventy feet off the bank, or sixty or seventy yards off the bank. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. We were we went into uh, one of the creeks down there, and uh, it was funny because you know um, a couple of people know where I've been talking about. I don't even know the name of the creek to be honest with you. And uh, I, I said, "What do you think about this place?" And uh, you're like, no, that's a local spot. You you know, this and that. And I'm like, okay, here's another one. And and uh, you didn't really say much after that. So I get in the boat with Jeffrey Brown, who is um, from that area. And uh, I uh, he goes, we're gonna we're gonna run for a little bit. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. And we get down there, and I'm like, wow, this looks like I, the place I was telling my my roommates about that I wanted to check out. Lo and behold, it was. <laughs> So uh, we went in there, and he the, one of the first things he said is, oh, crap. I'm like, what? He goes, dude, this is like a foot and a half to two foot low, lower than it's supposed to be. And uh, Was this day one? So or that kind of uh, – uh, day one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, day two we went north. and uh, But we fished and fished and fished. He got a couple bites, missed a couple. I didn't get a bite until like 10 o'clock. Um, 11 o'clock or so, and it happened to be about an eight-inch perch. I didn't know you guys had perch in that river. Dude, we have <laughs> the biggest shad in this river that you'll ever imagine. I mean, I was catching, I was snagging 14 to 16-inch shad, gizzard shad. Right. I have, like, cast after cast after cast on a crank, on a crankbait. So. Man. You know, pre-fishing, I, 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 I got a couple fish on a crankbait, and uh, spinner bait and stuff like that. Cause I was just experimenting with different things, but I couldn't get bit on a, uh, on a crankbait or, um, anything like that. The only thing I got bit on was spinner bait on day one. And, uh, I got two bites 
caught two perch. Yep. Uh, well, my magic, uh, this was my magic right here. This is what I was catching most of my fish on. A little crankbait, little balsa. Everything was balsa because everybody else was throwing, you know, loud moving baits. And um, I was catching them on a silent on a silent bait pretty much. Uh, okay. Or balsa bait. So, I mean, my area offshore was only about three feet deep. No, oh, wow. And some bays that pumps that people ran across all day long. And I'm oh, shit. Oh, ooh, here goes a lower yep. unit. And, yeah. Uh, just so. Yeah, we do that up at Oneida too. So be careful about up there, bud. Um, some yeah. of those shoals come up high and you don't realize it. Oh, yeah. And the worst thing about that is uh, some of the walleye guys, uh, mm -hmm. the guides up there, move the uh, pin buoys. So, yeah, you really got to pay it. Yeah, you really got to pay attention. When you say pin buoys, the marker buoys, like yeah. for uh, navigation purposes, do they take them down in the wintertime or something? Or um, they, they take the ones that mark the shoals and stuff down. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they take them down, and then they put them out in the spring. <coughs> and then uh, some, some of the wall guy, walleye guys will take an anchor rope and uh, hook onto them and move them. Uh -huh. But why? What does that do? I mean, it, it throws you off so that they can go fish places that you think are too dangerous. Oh, jeepers. Yeah, it's... It's, it's a dick move. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. But. Hello, love. So day one, um, I had two perch, weighed in zero fish, and I had a good day. I mean, I got, I mean, not fishing-wise, but fun. Um, Jeffrey was a good guy to be with. Um, we, we laughed. We picked on each other all day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nothing to show for. And you were sitting in, I think, 25th place, 15th or 25th place. You were right up there. Yeah. I was one day. So I, okay. And to me, that was an achievement for, you know, for a fun day of fishing. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that's a, always a good day when you're ahead of him. Oh, yeah. That's and sure. uh, you were ahead of one of the local favorites, Prosnick, too. Oh, yeah. Because he was in the 50s after day one. Actually, I was I was ahead of uh, most of the locals uh, in our area, and okay, you know, I got a lot of phone calls and texts, and you know, it was, I was on a high horse there, man, for day one. And I just I felt not cocky, but I felt confident going into day two. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm you know, I'm dialed in. I got my gear ready, everything. But the fish had backed off so far that I could not what I was fishing. And yeah. honestly, by 12 o'clock, I got spun out on it, and I didn't adapt. I didn't adjust in the course of time. Baby, I'm doing yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a different day. Um, and then uh, we get to day two, and, well, let me let me back up. It, it was nice because, like, the registration was canceled. Yeah, that was nice because we didn't have to drive all the way over there and back. Yeah, so that saves us, you know, three hours of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we went and go, went to see you instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we took uh, we took registration at I don't I can't even remember the place you guys were staying, but you and Scott and yeah, but, yeah. It was nice to ride down and see you guys and um, without having to go to the registration because that's three or four hours you know out of your day where you can sit and do your tackle and stuff like that. But yeah, I just wish they would do that going forward. I mean, actually, that was actually convenient. You know, it, it was, it was very nice. Um, yeah. I, I, I sent uh, Chris Bowes a uh, text message, you know, thanking him for the, for the time and the good stuff that they've done and um, appreciate it. And 
I really enjoyed not having to go to the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Well, because see, with the COVID deal, what's happening is, is that they actually changed for this year that you actually have to you go there through your, your last name and right. you literally walk up, say who you are, and you leave. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of how far away you're staying or whatnot, it, it is a really a, an inconvenience big time. It's, it's a big pain in the ass. And, right. Uh, if they would implement this going forward, I think it will be pretty – It'll be pretty streamlined. I mean, they have it. You can't beat the way the process, the way it is now. Yeah, it's 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 great for the anglers, but not for the area. Yeah, you know, but you know, and we both know that the area pays money to have these tournaments there. Yep. And so they want to try to reap the benefits of it, and you can't blame them for that, you know. But you know, it's like two thousand two thousand eighteen when I went to Lake Champlain. Uh, we were actually staying down in Thai. Uh, we had okay. to be down in Thai there. And right. We had to go all the way up for our registration meeting. Mm. And we sat in the reg- – it took us, what, 45 minutes to an hour to get there. Correct. And then we had to spend an hour and a half during the meeting and all this other stuff, meet and greet your partner, talk BS about what you're doing, and then drive around. So it was like th- almost four hours worth of just – not necessary stuff that you could have done everything virtual nowadays with technology. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? So it was, it was, it was just a big waste of time, honestly, just my opinion on it. So yeah, same here, same here. I mean, I love, I, I like going and talking to people and stuff like that, but look, I have a phone. Everybody has cell phones. Yeah. You know, That's right. I mean, I'm a social butterfly. It is. You don't want to get me in a group, a bunch of dudes. Cause I'll sit there and chat, 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 talk, talk, talk forever. <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. It's yeah. And I, that was to me. That was a, a big bonus, not having to go to the registration meet. Oh yeah, you know. But yep. well, I know sometimes when you're not there the whole week, it takes up like a whole another day. Yeah. So like, like not last year, but the year before, mm-hmm. 2019. You know, I'd have to hurry home from work or whatever so that he can go to the meeting and like driving hours upon hours just to. Do the registration, then come back home, Excuse me. and then yeah. try to get ready to fish the next day. Is oh yeah, it's hard. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we made it work. I mean, that's I mean, yeah, that's what we do. But it's just like you said, the technology nowadays. It's ridiculous that they. I mean, it's not ridiculous that they want to meet up with everybody, but yeah. <laughs> streamlined, like you were saying. So. Excuse me. Yeah, but um, day two came. I was curled up, nestled up next to the uh, the corner there, waiting for my boater, and then. Uh, Were the big spoon or the little spoon? Uh, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but they two came. Um, I'm I I, I kind of knew my my boater because he's uh an hour away from me. He he lives uh, up by Illinois Lake. Uh-huh. Um, Mike Murphy and I'm sure we've Murray. fished, wasn't it? Or was it Murphy? Mike Murphy. Oh, and uh, that was Mike Murray. Yeah, it was close. And we fished a couple. You know, we know some guys. Sorry, Mike. Um, we went up and uh, we found clean water, clear water. I thought I was fishing back here. I, I I said I didn't know there was clear water. You know, he was he was in tenth place, so I I and I was in. 295,432, you know, I was way back there because we ain't no fish. Hey, you know so what? One thing is, that's very important area or spot. 
in the point standing because somebody has to be there, right? Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Thanks, man. I appreciate no it. I feel the love. I feel That's the love. What it's all about. Uh, <laughs> but um, I told him, I'm like, dude, you're in the you're in the top ten. If you don't want me to do something, let me know. You know, I was trying to be respectful of him because he had a chance to make day three, and uh, I didn't want to interfere with that. You know, I wanted to catch fish, but if he had a chance to make day three and go for the win, I was all about it. You know, I had done it for you, even though I can't stand your guts, but I, yeah. even for him, you know, right. Right. but you know, it's all about a respect thing for me. That's right. That's for sure. And, and he, he called me up on the deck after, after a little bit and said, uh, look at these fish. And I, I went over and I looked, there was like 10 fish between three and six pounds and he couldn't get in the bite. And so I started um, thinking I was up on one of the um, one of the cricks coming off of Lake Ontario drift fishing because I was just throwing up and letting my um, bass snacks. Uh, He's doing a lot. Whew, and I was letting my bait just drift down like it was a fly. And every so often I get bit and go from there. That's it. I, yeah, I mean he couldn't he couldn't get anything to bite. Yeah, normally do is, uh, I don't have other than the bass opens, the the other the bass, you know, what we do is we, so say if the tree is like at like 3 o'clock, we actually catch it like at 10 o'clock, some slaughter worm or something, let the bait kind of drift and kind of that tree just perfect. And then find will get Okay. You're not you're not the only person I heard talking about the slider worm. What is that down there? I mean, because not too uh, many people use that. Uh, do, do, do I have one here handy? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of. I mean, is it because the way it falls? Well, what it is is it's got a cone shaped head to it, right? And, it, and it's an EW, EWG hook style. Um, they have three, four, and five aughts. And uh, the way it does is it's almost like a tube. You know how a tube kind of spirals down? Right. It does the exact same thing. Okay. It's, it almost spirals down at a slow rate with a, with a trick worm, a Senko, or something in that nature. And uh, it's, it literally just spirals down. It, it actually, huh. the, the closer it gets to the bottom, the wider the spiral gets. So it's almost similar to the way y'all fish y'all tubes, I'm apparent, uh, assuming. You know how they spiral down? Right. So instead of just drop straight down, it's the same principle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I heard people talking about it. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize they had the uh, the cone shape. The yep. only ones I've ever seen were the um, the flathead ones. Yep. Well, so. the ones I use, it's like a, a pyramid style. And the line tie is vertical with the hook. Right. And um, it actually allows the bait to spiral down. It's actually... It's an old, it's an old school technique, and it still works. Okay. So, yeah. Did you um? Did you use braid at all? No. No. Okay, because I caught my fish uh, on day one on a spinner rate with braid. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't. I. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my rods like, yeah, no, there's no braid there. Just the backing. But. Um, no, I didn't use any um. I use straight fluorocarbon for this. I know I had one, my frog rod was straight braid. Um, okay. but that was when I was fishing some heavy, heavy junk, 
and that the fish are back there, but I wasn't getting bit up in the shallows like that on anything uh, top water related. So yeah, all my stiff was on 17 pound sunline. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was using, uh, <laughs> they told me I was crazy cause I was using eight pound, uh, braid or, uh, floral on my spinning rod. Mm -hmm. Well, they no, I, I'll, throw, I'll throw eight pound, eight to 10 pound. Uh, on my drop shot now when they get up on yeah. the cypress trees and they want to you know I, I can throw a drop shot in the cypress trees on eight to ten pound test i do that when they get really finicky in the summertime yeah that's what i was doing on day one i was throwing uh a drop shot a lot um because yep. my boulder caught five fish but they weren't like to me they weren't coming quick enough to say okay this is definitely what they're gonna hit yeah no he'd get one at like eight o'clock one, one again at 11, you know, it's like, you know, I think he's just hitting them in the head and they're biting it. Yeah. Well, see me, it was a little different story. You know, once I was using that crankbait in the morning time and I would get him to bite it. And then once the bite kind of slowed down, I would switch to a chatterbait and I was actually using a pause and retrieve method on the chatterbait. Okay. And once they, I noticed once they stopped hitting it after I stopped retrieving it, then I went to a, uh, a jig um and that was a clear indication that i went straight to the jig on it okay so didn't make a big difference yeah. so it, it's just that you know the james river man over times it does change every couple hours uh you know because you get a lot of water influx you got the water changes the the high sun the high blue bird sky so you have to actually adapt to, you have to actually fish the conditions you can't just go in there all day long and think you're going to throw a drop shot and weigh in 15 20 pounds it's not happening uh, right same with the crankbait chatterbait any if you notice like Polinick, for example, on the final day, you know, how many times, what he was, he rotating through different style baits. He went from a mag draft to a hard glide bait, back to a mag draft to a spinner bait. And you know what I'm saying? So there, there is a lot of, you, you have to change, man, because the fish actually get very finicky. They get weary of your surroundings. They hear, you know, I didn't even turn my electronics on the entire time. I had them off. Okay. Cause I thought that, you know, that, cause if you ever heard your, your trolling motor, uh, 2D chirp actually does a lot of, you know, it does a lot of ticking if you ever take it out of the water. And the, yeah. and the fish in that shallow water, man, that shit bounces right off and they can hear that. They can sense that you're there. So I think I do have the upper advantage in the shallow water when it comes to that. So again, I mean, it, should, it was just a, it was a power fishing tournament, man. It wasn't a finesse at all. Um, I just, I just didn't adapt on day two uh, with the change in water conditions. So Hmm. Do you want to ask me now, if you're a I wish the water had been up a, a foot and a half. If the water had been up a foot and a half, my fish would have been probably slid right back up there, and I'd probably call them. You know, one thing I did notice on uh, on day one, what was happening was, because we had those cold fronts that come through, mm. and I was going along this stretch, and it was just it was just a, a, a 45, maybe a, a six-degree angle bank. It was pretty flat, but it had... Uh, had a little, you know, pea gravel sized rock on there with some isolated stumps and brush kind of off the bank. And there was a, some big lay downs, like every hundred feet or something like that. And the, just the tips about three feet of the, the lay down was actually touching the water. So I would go up there and fish that, those little areas, those little, that little shallow water. And there was a buff bat every single one of them. Okay. So that, the, the light bulb went off and say, all right, these fish that I caught, the buck bass were like pale white. So that's a clear indication. They just moved up. They ain't been up there long, a couple of days maybe, right? So what I did was I went ahead and I backed off within about 50, 60 yards or so 
And I was just kind of probing around looking for that bigger female because, you know, you know, like, you know, the, the buck bass go up first and then the females come up to spawn and the females move back out and the buck bass to protect the fry. So what I was doing was, was I was actually looking for those bigger females actually staging out there after I found those buck bass because they weren't far away. Right. And sure behold, it was like wham, 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 wham. And we started, we started getting dialed into them. So and that was a key, that was kind of a key thing. And it, it, it it worked. It, Good. It just didn't work on day two. So, yeah. Um, that would make them two different. Already starting to yawn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I've right. been yawning all day. <laughs> yeah. She's, You're not boring. I just. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, for a long day. What she was trying to say is go, walking through a funeral parlor is more interesting than talking to you. Stop yeah. it. I did not say that. But you know what? I'm used to that because that's what my wife says to me all the time. <laughs> no, I was hey, you should, Well, you should have done and brought Pinky home, man. What's that? Pinky. Pinky. Should have brought Pinky home. Who's that? Oh. Pinky hair. The, uh... Your girl there? Oh, the no, way I call her the camel tail monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that thing was yeah. like shining. I mean, I think we'll start talking to you, man. Really start. If you get too close to it, yeah. she probably won't talk to you. That thing will talk to you. <laughs> what kind of accent do you think it has? Oh God, no! Probably from New York accent. But my day one, um, I'll just go cover over some of the go over some of the stuff I was using. Um, day one, my fish came on a um, Martin's custom bait spinner bait that I had them. There was a. Uh, Two color chartreuse with the red gut on it. Yeah. A couple red on the bottom. Oh, it's actually right here. Ta-da. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm serious. My perch that I was catching on that was probably maybe an inch or two longer than that. Yeah. I didn't know they made perch that small. Carry <laughs> No, I was down south. Not quite to the 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 chick, but I was forty five minutes south. So you guys were pretty much uh, down to Wards Creek uh, or Chip Oaks area. All around that area. Yeah. If you would have went to a white and red spinner bait, you'd have probably done pretty good. I didn't have a red and white one. You should have told me. I had a red and black one that. I had a black and red one that didn't get bit. <laughs> but um. And I was throwing that on. I'm just uh, here to look pretty, obviously, because I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing a good job of it, by the way. <laughs> but um, I was using 17-pound uh, K9 Invisible uh, or Invisex Floral. Uh, High-Vis Floral, I'm sorry. <laughs> Carolyn, the only color you didn't ask for. Carolyn, I stop, stop ratting me out, please. <laughs> Probably right though. It's probably the only color combination in this. Pretty part. much. <laughs> and uh but had them um, working hard. Yeah. But yeah, I tried to spend a bait in practice, man. I did. I threw I had them on, I had two or three different colors and sizes and everything on my deck. And uh, I threw them for about a half a day on both days of practice, and I didn't even get a sniff. No. Nope. Well, so I caught I, uh, I that's what a I bait and I uh, went to a crank bait, and that was pretty much my two uh when I've done most of my damage on, so yeah, I I, I tried and I 
I mean, I caught two perch on it and I'm like, okay, I'll start, you know, going to a different area tomorrow. And I saw where we were, I saw the water and I'm like, this might work. Well, it didn't <laughs> on day two. It did. But, uh, luckily, um, day, you know, like I said, day two, it was different because my guy was in contention for day three. Oh yeah. So, so I was just, you know, whatever you can do. Yep. And so I, I was basically just yes. junk fishing, you know, fishing behind them. Hopefully, hopefully a scrapple tool will come behind. And um, yeah. I ended up throwing a stick, uh, sticks by bass snacks. And I don't know if you can see it, but it's a black and blue laminate. Oh yeah. You can't. You, the blue's hard to see unless it's in the light. Like if I take it and roll it on the table and look, it's all black. Yeah. But then when you hit the clear water. You could see the blue, yep. which okay. I gave a couple to uh, my roommates, and they both caught fish on them. Well, actually, so. uh, pumpkin uh, does very well here. Uh, every one of my baits, I mean, I can tell you right here, like green pumpkin, you know, on my spinner rods, my, my drop shot, and my, um, my shaky head, green pumpkin. So, you know, they love green pumpkin here. They're green pumpkin fanatics i don't care how dirty the water is with a black blade so and they were eating it very well okay hey we have a question for you jeremy since you're the local guy well, and i'm not the there pro. was a, a question earlier for you too oh. but xander wants to say hi can you say hi to jeremy hi we go higher there you go <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was she was too interested in running around on. Uh, she wanted to be in the water. Did she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she wanted to be by that water. That's why we kept walking down there. Okay. <laughs> all right, here's all right. Here's a question for John. John, biggest thing you learned as a co on the James for the first time? The biggest thing I learned. You can have one. Was to. Um. Not be stubborn, you know. Um, up here, you can be stubborn throwing a um, a jerk bait, or you can be stubborn throwing this or throwing that. You know, you can hold on to it all day, and eventually you get fish. Yeah. Um, down there, if I threw a draft shot the whole day, you know, I wasn't getting bit. Um, the tidal water didn't really affect me as much because I'm being a co-angler. You do have to know about it, but you don't have to um, game plan for it. As the the pro does, so um, yeah. The first thing was to uh, not be stubborn. Um, another thing is chocolate water. You know, the only time we have that up here is usually when there's a big storm that comes through. You know, we hit uh, we hit three different types of water down there. I hit chocolate. I hit um, uh, tannic water and clear, which. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I'm used to clear water and no tides, and got down there, and I had three different color kinds of water and tide. So I just went fishing That's it. and just tried to learn as much as I could. But you know that you know just from just anywhere, pretty much in the country, you know this time of the year when the fish are spawning or they're looking to spawn, they're going to find the cleanest water they possibly can in the shallow. Right. Right. So, and that, and that was one of my strategics is looking for some of the cleaner water in the bar back of these, um, these little creeks where they actually the water 
the creek's actually done a lot of meandering. Okay. So you have a lot of areas so the water can filter through like lily pads and, and things like that before it gets to the cleaner water. And that was one of my areas I was focusing on was like the transition at the mouth of these creeks um, where the fish are moving from, you know, from the shallows to the deep, uh, going okay. back to the summertime patterns. So. All right. And we have a question. I'm not, I'm going to let you answer this one. So Justin asks, on the James, do you feel it's more important to adjust area to baits when the bite slows down like it did? Area or baits. Area or baits, sorry. Uh, that's kind of twofold. I'll emphasize a little bit. You know, any tidal fishery, it's the two hours of incoming. Two hours of outgoing is the prime time for window, right? So when you start fishing on the first two hours of incoming, um, you know, every creek sets up different. There's, there's several creeks, four or five different creeks that I know of right now that you, you do better on an incoming tide, regardless of what you're throwing. If you're throwing a movement bait of some way, shape, fashion, uh, on the incoming tide in the first two hours, I mean, a, a creek that actually fish set up for that, um, okay. you'll get bit a lot better. Same thing with outgoing tide. Um, I know like the Chip Oaks is an outgoing tide creek. It's a very large creek. It's an, I do better on the outgoing tide versus the incoming tide. So I think the tide windows is very important. Um, how much water is on certain cover um, and things like that. So I, I think, honestly, I think the, the areas are probably more important than actually the bait profile um, on the James. That's just what I've learned over the several years I've been fishing it. So. Okay. You got that? Yeah, I totally took notes on that. Okay, good. Don't quiz me later. <laughs> That's a good question, Justin. What's yeah. that? Justin. Justin. Justin was the gentleman that was staying with us. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to ask him about cookies or no? But again, let me emphasize something too. You know why uh, Brandon Pollard is one of the fish, right? You know why the fish is probably That's more Jeremy. than anywhere else? The bigger fish? I'm sorry? Do you know why Brandon Pollard went off that dam? <laughs> No, because he caught bigger fish than everybody else. I was gonna say he well, didn't have any cookies. But so. you know why, though, right? Do you know? No. Because, well, we haven't had much rain in a long time, in a while, right? And okay. that lake, that water flows over that dam constantly, and you're getting fresh influx of water. So those bigger females actually done spawned out. They moved up there to feed, and plus they have an oxygen. It's oxygenated. Makes sense. Yes. So, because we've had 28 pound, 30 pound bags went off that dam religiously. Okay. So it always produces big fish. Ah. Hmm. Nice. So, you want me to ask about cookies? Yeah. He didn't even have all my cookies, though. So, well, what was his favorite? How he had would a couple I know? different kinds. Yeah. Well, John wants to know what your favorite cookie was. <laughs> the, fudge, the fudge cookies? Or those fudge? Uh, or the, uh, the, the Dutch cocoa? Yeah. Dutch cocoa. Those, like I said, those didn't make the uh, blast off. Okay. <laughs> so, but they Did you share them? Actually, I passed them around some of the guys the, that I was staying with, and everybody enjoyed them. They were fantastic. Even uh, Danger Kelly, I don't know if you know him or not, but he was actually yep. standing next to us. Uh, he actually had a cookie, and uh, he was like, mm, it's pretty good. So, yeah, the cookies didn't last at all, I promise you. <laughs> well, we'll have some for Oneida. They'll be okay. better. They'll be better in Oneida because that, that uh, oven gave me some fits, so... <laughs> I it on the oven. Yeah. Well, you know. I got fish hey. on his fishing poles. 
Yeah, right? see, exactly. So, yeah. same difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Blame it on wherever you can. Just don't take responsibility, right? That's right. Yep. I'm glad I you like that. male gene that says I take no responsibility for anything that I do. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I need that yeah. in my coffee cup. <laughs> okay. Can I be responsible for the things I do before this coffee is gone? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add as far as uh, the uh, excellent fisher we just visited? Not really. I really appreciate everybody coming down there, and uh, it was a good time. I really enjoyed myself. So uh, yeah, thanks. Look forward to uh, coming to y'all state and uh, yeah, whipping y'all smallmouth boys. That's all right. Hey, I've been beat before. <laughs> so, hey, it's just a change. It's just a change of scenery, a kind of a change of fishery for me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I'm a river rat, and so I mean, it's it, it can go either direction. I can really just tank and lose my pants or i can go up there and i can smash them and you know and gain a few so well i i can pretty much guarantee you one thing your girl pinky is not gonna be here you don't know I, that. No, but i'm gonna bring her ass i might go find her somewhere <laughs> all right i'll go to the lot lizards go find me a lot lizard somewhere and dress her up as that <laughs> we got a truck stop not too far from here i'm almost confident i can probably get a look alike all right Oh, probably. <laughs> that, that cookie monster is going to look the same, but. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh. Don't <laughs> oh, look at me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, pink, pink is not my color. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for coming on. Um, yeah. You know, I had a great time coming down, meeting you, and uh, we're going to have a great time up, up at Oneida. You know, we got what six or seven guys right. in that house. Oh, that's a lot. Of, a lot of cookies. I got. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is the uh, river. Yeah, Cody Stall. He's. Oh, I think. He uh, anyhow, Cody, that the guy who actually took first place in the Cody. He's my. Uh, he fishes with me um, during practice and stuff like that. So. Um, he's we'll coming see up. What happens when we will put him on? Yeah, hope you were, okay. Because you were uh, you were breaking up there. I for three days, so nice. Nice. Well, ho hopefully he's helped you out a little bit with that uh that check he got, you know. So, but oh no, nah, it's in games, man. He deserved that damn thing, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. Um, and Jeff Young wants to know: Is the river open? game for the Oneida. Yes, it is, up until the first set of locks. So, because you can't lock through in New York waters for fishing. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't want... Because <laughs> oh. I believe they feel that the um, the fish don't travel from one lock to another, and so neither do, neither do diseases or anything like that. They don't want you transporting water from one oh, body. Oh, I see. Um... Yeah. One body of water to another. All so. right, I get it. New York. Yeah, because uh, oddly enough, we used to have guys come to uh, do tournaments on Cayuga, and they would run all the way up to uh, up by Oneida, which is, you know, legally, if you went the speed limit, you might make it for about 20 minutes of fishing and come back and make it. Other than that, nope. But, all right. Any other questions as far as the James River or... Uh, cookies 
seeing as we have the Cookie Monster on here. Yeah. So Worm, is, is that? Monster. I mean, how did you get that I'm name? Man, I uh, I've had that I've had that name since high school. That's Jeremy's um, name. That's the Cookie Monster. They actually uh, called me Worm because I did uh, you know, the Worm dance. Yeah. My prom days and college days and things like that. That's when I used to do. I used to real familiar with doing the worm. I mean, I couldn't do it now without throwing my. Yeah, no, don't do that. Hip or something, but uh, that's why. Uh, that's people call me. So. Well, I saw I was, earlier. I swim. I've, I've been swimming school, and uh, and I play. And I'm a landscaper, and I do. I play in the dirt, so it's a perfect name. For yeah. Me. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I saw yeah. earlier in the thing that someone called him mayhem. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, because, you know, and Jeff brought up a good point. Um, people used to travel from Seneca to Cuba back in the day, and uh, I remember one tournament they had on Seneca Lake. They took off from Watkins Glen, which is the southern oh. end of Seneca Lake, and that gets rough. They were yeah. over half the field tried to go to Cuba, and uh, almost half of them didn't make it back. Both splitting in half and everything, but yeah, that's crazy. But all right, sir. Well, I'm, I no, appreciate you. What's that? No, he's breaking up all I appreciate everybody's time, and uh, I guess I'll see you guys at the uh, in New York. All right, man. Well, all you right, take care. Don't good. don't uh, work too hard. Don't uh, dance too much. <laughs> uh, we want to see you up here. I'll be all there. right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. Hey, yep. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. All right. Well, so that was uh, Jeremy May. Um, he's a local from uh, the James River. Um, we met on uh, Facebook, and we have a couple partners in common. And very uh, cool guy. Yeah. Cool. So we had a chance Down to meet to with him, and uh, I asked him if he'd like to do uh, come on do a little bit of recap of uh, his tournament experience. Uh, for the open and he did so we didn't really cover too much of what i did um he was basically fishing jeremy was fishing offshore um different tides so um here are the baits that i used sorry um, no you're fine <laughs> it was a martin's custom bait um a chartreuse a watermelon a <laughs> willow colorado blade half ounce uh, weight hidden. Okay. Not all the, it's a small head, but a lot of the weight is underneath the skirt, which makes it run a little more level. Um, I, I just like looking up skirts, don't you? Nothing wrong with that. I know, right? <laughs> I use the, uh, on day two, I, I was using the, um, Hibusa WRM 201 one, uh, wacky rig hook without a, um, a guard on it. The floor guard. Uh, day two, I was using on my spinning reel, which is the Enigma Pesca spinning reel. On um, that is a is the twenty eat your belly. or thirty yeah twenty pound K nine nine strand braid super braid in a chartreuse colors to make it easier to see. Um, I had a leader on anywhere between three and five feet of the K9 Pro 100 eight pound 100% fluorocarbon. Um, the rods I were, was using um, on day two, uh, they have a, a medium heavy and uh, 
Want me to read that for you there, yeah, champ? You kind of tough. Medium, heavy, fast action, 10 to 20 pounds. Yeah, seven oh, foot. Yeah, seven Me, foot. Uh, yeah, so it's the uh, seven foot um, e Phenom series. Phenom, Phenom. Yeah, which is a little stiffer than uh, the um, Epons e and the HPTs. Which, which I really like for the uh, wacky rig because I can really oh, take and set so the hook. Sorry. And um, on day one, when oh. I was throwing my spinnerbait, <laughs> I thought I was going down. Yeah, I was throwing the HPT 7.3 medium heavy fast action. Um, using the bait caster, I have the trigger happy comfort grip there so I don't um, get cramped up. I was using the 8 1 to 1. Um, Enigma torch reel with the 17 pound um, high vis um, canine line. It's another nice Martin's custom bait. Yes, it is. I, I threw like that. that. Yep, I was going to throw that on day like two. Lemon line. Yeah, it's a okay. it's a double chartreuse. It's what my boater was throwing on day one, but I didn't throw it because he wasn't getting that many bites on it. You know, he had a bite here and a bite here, there. Um, maybe every couple hours he was getting a bite. And so um, I decided to stick with what I was throwing, which was my spinnerbait. And I got two bites, two do you, perch. Do you think that you would have gotten some bites on there? I, don't, I mean, I know I, your boater wasn't, but that's just Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want I don't want to play the if I could have, would have. Oh, yeah, you, know. you can't ever, yeah. But. I get it. Um, you know, I'm kind of ha I'm happy with my performance. I'm not happy with the way I, my finish. You know, I've loved been in the top ten or you know top four. You cash a check, but um, I ended up. I had four bites. I caught four fish, um, two perch, two two largemouth. Um, ended up weighing in uh, day two three pounds one ounce. And uh, made some good friends. Yep, yeah, made some good friends. Had mm -hmm. some good meals. Um, mm -hmm. Had a nice trip. Yeah. Uh, spent some time with the wife and the daughter, and you know, I took one day off and went fishing, and uh, decided, well, I guess this is our family vacation, so let's spend some time with the girls. And so we did. So I, I did, I should say. They spent time with me, and we had a good time. So, uh, anyone else have any questions as far as equipment wise? Um, I do want to give another shout out to um, Will. <laughs> Will George. Um, I'll give you the recipe, Justin. It's he, really easy. He makes the uh, uh, buck and bass rain suit. If you're a co angler, do you have this? I don't know. If you're a co angler and you're wearing a rain suit, that is um, the hood fills up with air, puts a lot of stress on your neck. Um, definitely look into the um, buck and bass rain suit because I had a hat on, I had my hood up, and I got no air in into it. Um, so it was absolutely wonderful being able to ride down the lake 65, 75, 70 miles an hour and not have a lot of strain on my neck. And then you, you also realized that there was a couple more pockets that you didn't know. Yeah. About. And, um, yeah, I was, you know, some waterproof pockets yep. on the inside, on the inside of my, the pockets in your jacket, there's, uh, each pocket has an additional pocket. 
with a zipper, which is absolutely waterproof. So if you want to like put your phone in there and or your keys or whatever, so they don't get wet. Perfect. Cause I have a habit of leaving my uh, pockets un unzipped. And so that was, that's absolutely perfect for me. But yeah, go check them out. Um, Buckandbass.com. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll do my best to answer them or get in touch with uh, Will and we'll figure figure out something for you. But, yeah. Very cool. All right. Do they come in different colors than the tan and black? Yeah, there's a black and then a tan and black. So, yeah. They, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. But um, I want to thank Pam Horn. She's actually the uh, the person who turned me on to that Buck and Bass rain suit. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, cool. And Pam is amazing. And the best, another good thing about that rain suit, I, I, I'm so happy with it. I can't stop really talking about it. Is can't stop gushing. Yeah, it's a couple things. One, it's machine washable. Oh, is it really? I didn't even, I didn't even bother asking yet. It yeah, like, it's oh. machine washable and a lifetime warranty on it. Oh, or guarantee. I knew a lifetime warranty. Yeah, but I didn't know about the washing. I was like, yeah. oh, that's probably had to like hand wash and. No, that's good. Even better. Yes. You know, because I like to use uh, some different fragrances, and uh, sometimes they get on the suit and they on stick. Your baits, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, I like your bracelet. All right. Well, we're getting close, hitting close to the hour mark, so. Uh, it is a. It's getting close to Xandra's bedtime. It's past Xandra's bedtime. You're right. <laughs> it's past my bedtime. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, thank you. We're gonna sign off here. And uh, I thought you were putting blush on me. Thanks everybody for paying attention, listening, asking questions. Um, coming in Wednesday, we're going to have um, MC Norris went this Wednesday and a special guest on. We're also going to have some giveaways. Um, we talked about that. Uh, we have some uh, MGM cold clips. Uh, Mark Carroll is going to be giving them away. Um, and I think we might have a couple other things given away on Wednesday. So uh, tune in. No. You won me. That's all you need. So uh, Can I trade in for different prices? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, giveaway. But, yes, uh, everybody, you get a chance to go fishing. I didn't realize that question was still Oh, you get a chance to go fishing, go ahead. Um, I'll always remember, try to take a good fishing if you can. They are the, our future, not just of our sport, but the world. We are of, the world. Uh, of our society. Put a good influence in for them. Be a good positive influence. Um, always, always wear your um, life vest and your um, sunglasses. Something to cover your eyes because... Um, and your sunscreen. Yes, I wore more sunscreen this weekend than I think I had all last year. And I still got it. Cookie giveaway? I could. We could do a cookie giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea, Justin. All right. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Um, mm. Everybody take care and uh, hopefully tune in and uh, see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Now can you be just